By now, most Americans have come to realize, albeit belatedly, that their president is utterly incompetent. Suffering from an acute case of buyer's remorse, most voters now regret putting a doddering buffoon in the Oval Office. Close to 60% disapprove of Joe Biden's job performance, while a scant 40% approve. Some polls have him at 38%, 37%, and dropping like the Hindenburg fast and burning. In the course of one short year, Clueless Joe has managed to mangle just about everything he touches, leaving the U.S. with record inflation, soaring gas prices, spiraling crime, the border crisis, supply shortages, the Afghanistan debacle, the pandemic surge, and his embarrassing failure to pass his $5 trillion social entitlement lollapalooza, even though His own party controls both houses of Congress. Joe Biden is the definition of obtuse and inept. Every week, every day, brings a new and breathtaking experience in Biden's stoogecraft. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author... This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. To all my listeners with an IRA, 401k, or other retirement savings, have you seen the headlines today? Our federal debt has now reached over $29 trillion. What our government is not saying is that the Fed is running out of ways to fight this growing debt bomb. Inflation and tax hikes may be their only way out. We all dodged a bullet when Senator Joe Manchin announced he wouldn't support the Democrats' crazy Build Back Better plan, but the Democrats may not give up that easily. That is not good news for hardworking American taxpayers. Whatever Biden and his cronies do in 2022 may mean even higher inflation. The more the dollar comes under attack, the more physical gold and silver could protect your money. So if you have $50,000 or more in your retirement savings, your money could be at risk. Learn how you can protect your life savings from Biden's tax plans with physical gold and silver. Call 855-665-0767 to receive your wealth protection kit. That's right. Call 855-665-0767, and Golco may give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualified account. That's why Goldco is the only company I recommend for gold and silver. Goldco is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a five-time Inc. winner with countless five-star reviews. So what are you waiting for? Call 855-665-0767. That's 855-665-0767. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. A prime example of Joe Biden's debilitating incompetence occurred when his aides trotted him out recently for what they thought was a well-choreographed teleconference with the nation's governors. All Joe had to do was listen and nod as state leaders expressed their concerns about the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Instead, Joe wandered off the reservation and said, quote, There is no federal solution. You could almost hear the heads thumping in unison on desks at the White House. His handlers should have known better. They sent him out there without a script and a teleprompter. So Joe actually had to think with that brain of his, which is a near impossibility. No federal solution. But wait, when Biden was running for president, he boasted that he had a federal solution. He repeatedly vowed he would shut down the virus. Did he do it? No. Nearly one year after he took office, the country has hit an all-time high of daily COVID cases. Yet on the campaign trail, he insisted he had a plan, a magical solution. Now he admits there is no plan, no solution. It turns out Biden never had a plan. He just made it up. He said it because, well... You know, it sounded good. He figured it would help him get elected. And that's the problem with slimy politicians like Joe Biden. They'll say anything to get elected. They don't care about the people they're supposed to serve. They only care about themselves, their thirst for power and prestige. To get elected, they'll make promises they know they can't possibly fulfill. And when they fail, people get angry and resentful at being lied to. Their fury is reflected in the polls. Biden's numbers have tanked because his presidency is a spectacular dumpster fire. It's a five-alarm blaze raging out of control. There's no putting it out. It'll burn for the next three agonizing years until his term in office mercifully ends. But for now, we have befuddled Joe saying... There is no federal solution. Let's consider that for just a moment. If there's no federal solution, then why did you order a federal vaccine mandate? Why did you order a variety of federal mask mandates? You said at the time that those were federal solutions that you had the unfettered authority to impose. Now you say there's no federal solution. So which is it? Biden also recently claimed that his federal vaccine mandate is legal. Right. This from a guy who got kicked out of law school. No, Joe, it's not legal until the U.S. Supreme Court says that it's legal. The justices have taken up several combined cases, and I suspect the high court will soon rule that Biden's mandate Forcing businesses to require workers to get vaccinated is an unconstitutional abuse of power. Rebuked but not chastened, Biden will then claim that his federal solution was bollocksed by those nasty conservatives on the Supreme Court. It's all their fault. It's Trump's fault. You know it's going to happen because Biden is full of phony excuses to cover up his own incompetence. As Holman Jenkins pointed out in the Wall Street Journal, the only person who's better at vacuous excuse-making is Hunter Biden. Must be a family competition. They're both vying for the biggest nitwit award in the Biden clan. Every time Joe fails, he's always ready with an excuse. He recently said that if he'd known about the winter surge of COVID cases, he'd have made testing more available. That's a lie, of course. Biden was warned last spring 
At the time, health officials told him that millions of tests were needed. Biden ignored the warning. He was warned again in the fall, but he rejected a proposal for 730 million free rapid tests for the holidays. Now he says, well, no one saw it coming. Really, Joe? His science advisors, Anthony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, are both on record saying they saw Omicron coming and warned the White House. That means that Joe Biden knew it, too, but now he claims he didn't know it. Which is it, Joe? Well, maybe Biden can't remember because his brain is so addled he can't recall what he had for breakfast, much less what his advisors and health officials were telling him over the last several months. Same thing happened with Afghanistan. Biden claimed that none of his military advisors told him to keep a couple thousand troops in the country to deter the Taliban. Another blatant lie. Top military brass testified before Congress. They told Joe Biden he should maintain some level of forces, but he chose to ignore them. As a consequence, the Taliban quickly overtook Kabul and a suicide bombing during our humiliating withdrawal murdered 13 U.S. service members, injured 18 Americans, and killed at least 60 Afghans. But Biden says he can't remember being warned. Hey, Joe, what color necktie are you wearing? Don't look down. Try to remember. Biden can't possibly recall all the insipid things he said about COVID and Trump during the presidential campaign that are now coming back to haunt him. Famously, Joe said, quote, anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president, end of quote. At the time, there were 220,000 COVID deaths. Since Biden took office, an additional 350,000 deaths have happened. More Americans have died of COVID under Biden's watch than under Trump. So, Joe, by your own logic, you should not be president, right? You should resign. But don't do it. Because then we'd be stuck with Kamala Harris as president, and she's an even bigger dunce. She makes you look like a member of Mensa. How in the world did we get here? How did we end up with an incompetent fool like Joe Biden as president? Well, none of the other Democrats that were running for president managed to gain enough traction. Liz Warren and Bernie Sanders were just too crazy for most Democrat voters. The others suffered from a variety of defects and failures, but old Joe had a couple of things going for him. First, he had enormous name recognition because he's been hanging around Washington since Grover Cleveland. Second, he falsely sold himself as a moderate who would heal the nation after tumultuous Trump. And then the pandemic hit. It was perfect for Joe. It allowed him to hide from voters. Everyone knew that he was an epic disaster out on the campaign trail, always sticking his foot in his mouth and saying ridiculous things. Half the time, he said stuff no one could understand. He'd lose his train of thought. He'd struggle to put a subject with a predicate. Sometimes he had no idea where he was or what exactly he was doing. Under normal circumstances, a guy like that would be wheeled off to the nearest nursing home. 
But the pandemic saved Joe. His aides exploited it as an excuse to banish him to the basement bunker in his Delaware home. They'd occasionally prop him up in front of a teleprompter to read the words they'd written for him. They controlled him like a puppet. They knew he was a notorious gaffe machine because, well, unintelligent people tend to say stupid stuff. So his puppeteer handlers were able to limit the kind of damage that Biden would otherwise do to himself out on the campaign trail. And I'll be damned, old Joe got elected. He promised to heal the nation, but almost immediately began dividing it. He's still at it. He forgot that he was a moderate, or maybe that was always just a clever ruse. He allowed the progressive wingnuts in his party to commandeer control. They're in charge, not Joe Biden. But Joe was also delusional. He somehow convinced himself he was the second coming of FDR. He began promoting a far-left radical agenda. There was just one little problem. Roosevelt had a huge mandate. Biden did not. In the 2020 election, Democrats actually lost seats in the House of Representatives, leaving them with a paper-thin majority. The Senate, of course, is tied 50-50. That's not a mandate, Joe. That's a stern warning that you'll need to govern from the middle by seeking compromise and conciliation. But Joe, he's out to lunch and breakfast and dinner. The hard, uncomfortable truth is that Joe Biden is not very bright, never has been. Ask anybody in Washington. As a senator for 36 years, Joe was always something of a joke in the halls of the nation's capital. When he served as vice president, Obama's White House used to make fun of him. Whenever he spoke, people would roll their eyes. Obama's defense secretary, Bob Gates, once remarked that Biden has been wrong about every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. Gates was right. Obama himself once confided to a friend, don't underestimate Joe's ability to screw things up. He, too, was right. So that's what we've got as our president a befuddled commander-in-chief who has predictably screwed up everything. Joining us now to talk about this, John and Jim McLaughlin. They're brothers and pollsters and founders of McLaughlin & Associates. It's a polling company used by world leaders. And gentlemen, thanks so much for being with us. John, let me start with you. You guys did a recent uh, Republican-only poll uh, conducted in Florida. What did you find? Well, we found that uh, there's a lot of buyer's remorse for all the reasons you said there, but among Florida Republican primary voters for the Save America PAC that we did right before Christmas, uh, 600 uh, Republican primary voters, they they approve of Donald Trump, 92 to 8, 73 strongly approve, but Joe Biden, 5% approval, 94% disapprove. 91% strongly disapprove. They also, Kamala Harris, 93% unfavorable to only 4% favorable. And Hillary Clinton, because she's talking about running for president, 96% unfavorable to only 3% favorable. So they, they keep on attacking President Trump. They're strengthening him in his base. 
and he's getting stronger and stronger as they do this because the buyer's remorse, as you so well described, where in our recent polls in November, two-thirds of America say the country's on the wrong track. They say the the economy's getting worse, 62% to 31%. And uh, uh, they just, like when you were talking about uh, Afghanistan, uh, 58% thinks he surrendered to Afghanistan and the Taliban. And that was a... Uh, uh, that was a while back, but in but fifty nine percent in that poll I'm quoting from November, I think Joe Biden should have a cognitive test and make it public. So he's got serious problems. Yeah, I mean he really does. I, I mean I, I'm hard pressed to remember a Democrat in the White House who has tanked in the polling and approval ratings as much as Joe Biden has, although. Jimmy Carter didn't do so well, but his was more of a long slide. Uh, let me turn to your brother, Jim McLaughlin. Jim, uh, what's your takeaway from these poll numbers? Greg, you laid it out really, really well. And as I was listening to you, you know, you talk about the big lie. Well, the big lie is the Joe Biden presidency. And just as John was saying, not only we're seeing in good, legitimate national polls, because you still have a lot of these media pollsters that are still cooking the Biden numbers. But what, from what we're seeing is his negatives nationally are between about 56 to 58 percent. John and I also poll in a lot of these key battleground states like North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada, etc. What you're seeing in those states is his negatives in those battleground states, again, are 56, 57, 58 percent of the vote. So what does that tell you? When you're running against these Democrats, you only need about 90 percent of Joe Biden's negatives in order to win. He's making our job as Republican pollsters and consultants really, really easy. And to your point, I have, we have never seen a president in modern polling in the first year of his presidency be this unpopular. And if you don't believe the polls, look what happened in places like Virginia. Look what happened in places like New Jersey. John and I, we worked on races in New York, especially places like Nassau County, where Republicans haven't won a presidential election since 1988. Republicans swept across the board in Nassau County, New York. So those are the kinds of victories, and that's the real problems that the Democrats have right now. You know, uh, whenever someone wins the White House, the ensuing midterm elections that follows, there's always a loss of seats for that party that won the White House. I think the average is somewhere around 25 to 30 seats are lost. Um, But, you know, from what I'm reading now, you know, Biden's party, the Democrats, are really going to take a shellacking. And and you can see it coming because uh, a total now of 23 Democrats have in Congress have said, we're retiring, we're quitting, we're moving on, we're going elsewhere, we're not going to run for reelection. Uh, compared to 13 Republicans. So these polling numbers, this polling data that you've come up with, what does it portend for 11 months from now? Well, the uh, the generic ballot that we have in our national numbers, Republicans are decisively ahead by six, seven points, which is similar to a poll I delivered to Speaker Gingrich and the Republican leadership in 1994 when we took over 60 House seats from the Democrats. So the Democrats can see it coming. I wish the election was tomorrow. 
but they can see it coming, which is why they're pushing the envelope on gerrymandering in every state they control, whether uh, Illinois, California, New York, et cetera, uh, New Jersey. You can see that they're trying, even when they have redistricting commissions, to push as many Republicans out of office by gerrymandering as possible because they know we're likely to take the House and even the Senate. Uh, and And also... Now the Democrats, because they can't pass the Build Back Better inflation spending bill with trillions of waste, they're now talking about changing the election laws to gut voter ID laws to have mass mail-out ballots to enable ballot uh, harvesting. So, uh, uh, you know, when they start doing that, that they want to change the rules uh, on the elections to go back to what they did with the irregularities in uh, uh, in 2020 and, and then put it on steroids. You can tell their their polls are really bad for them right now. And even in New York, you got Governor Hochul. We 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 beat her on three props where they wanted same day registration in a state where they don't have voter ID. They wanted to have no excuse absentee ballot harvesting. They needed to change the state constitution. We beat them nearly three to two in every one of those propositions in a two to one Democrat state last November. And now they're coming back, um, and they're saying they're going to do it by legislation anyway, and she's going to do it in a speech on, on, on January 5th because she's afraid of losing to our client Lee Zeldin for governor. So uh, the Democrats, they really need to be watched because their corruption uh, is just they, – it's unbelievable how corrupt they are and what they're going to try to do. New York City, they want to let non-citizens vote that 85 percent of all Americans oppose. So – uh, so we've got to stop them from doing that. Uh, you know, it's like the Democrats are self-destructing, right? I mean, they claim that inflation, oh, it's just transitory. It'll be over in a, in a nanosecond. Well, you tell that people to people who are paying, you know, 4 and $5 at the pumps. The average American is paying $3,500 more uh, on average because of the record inflation, the worst inflation in decades. Uh, you know, we every night, you know, if you tune into the news, you see, you know, the smash and grab looting, the homelessness, you know, all of that that Biden said he was going to solve. He didn't. He was really in favor of the defund police. And now you've got blue state mayors uh, begging for federal law enforcement help, like uh, the mayor in Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Uh, you know, and as I mentioned, the pandemic surge, he promised to solve it. It's only gotten worse I mean, this has really been an embarrassment of self-destruction, hasn't it? Yeah, and, and what's really interesting, Greg, is when you look at Joe Biden's negatives, you know, they're high overall on his overall job approval. But then when you start asking about specific issues, just as you mentioned, things like the economy, inflation, crime, national security, et cetera, his negatives get even worse on those issues. Like he's better than two to one negative right now on immigration. And what, what you're seeing is what drives his negatives is one, people are saying he's incompetent. People are saying he's a radical, extreme, big government socialist, so he's literally out of touch with mainstream America right now. And plus, now he's also taken a character hit with folks. And one of the things that we deal with all the time, we've done a lot of focus groups recently. And when we ask voters, and these are among swing voters, these aren't among partisans, many of which actually voted for Joe Biden, when we ask them, what is Joe Biden's greatest accomplishment? They laugh at you. 
and we try to probe and say, come on, there's got to be something good that he did. What, what is his greatest accomplishment? What has he done well? They literally can't come up with anything. Some people will start joking. He got up, he got out of bed this morning, or he read the teleprompter. But literally, they can't give you one accomplishment. And what's happening is he's dragging down the entire Democratic Party. And they're failing and they've gone way, way too far to the left. It's not even a question of being liberals anymore. It's a question of they become big government socialists. And the American people understand it, and that's not what they're looking for out of Joe Biden and the Democrats. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't help that whenever the public sees him, he seems to stumble, fumble, and mumble, struggling to put together a subject with a predicate. I mean, he seems lost, confused. Uh, you know, now and again, he has a moment of clarity, but it doesn't last very long. None of that helps the image. And, you know, in the television and social media age, image is important. What people see, what they hear from their their president, that matters. John and Jim McLaughlin, uh, brother pollsters, founders of McLaughlin and Associates, a polling company. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. Keep keep a pleasure, Greg. Thank you so much. And that's The Brief. Thanks for listening. I'm Greg Jarrett.